You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Laureen Jenkins from Project Outpour. You know, there are a lot of silent residents of Charlotte um, that don't have an official zip code or often even a neighborhood they call home, and their numbers can really not um, be accurately counted. You know, this is Charlotte's homeless, and they're out there, and they're in the streets, and they're literally sleeping wherever they can to stay cool and comfortable. And, you know, we're really excited um, to have Laureen on our podcast. She is a woman who has an idea, but not only an idea, but she's doing something to make it happen, and she wants to help these homeless live a more uh, a life with a little bit more dignity, and it really in- involves the start of your day, which everyone probably starts this way and takes a shower. You probably take that for granted. Um, but what Laureen has created is a mobile shower trailer. And to be more specific, um, she's going to talk to us a little bit more about Project Outpour. And it's an idea to help our homeless neighbors in a very simple way uh, to enable them to have a shower. So welcome, Laureen. We're so excited to hear about your shower trailer and what you're doing in Charlotte. And and although we're going to talk about it, we're really excited to see what you're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Absolutely. What a great intro, Brian. Once again, you yeah, nailed it. Nailed uh, it. So tell us, how does it work? Exactly. Yeah. So um, we are just a little bit of uh, history. We're in the process of raising funds to get what we need. And so we are working with a company based outside of Chicago called the Comforts of Home, and they create customized trailers. So if y'all have ever been to music festivals where weddings, yeah, you know, any sort of and food trucks and all that kind of stuff. So um, we are creating a 16 foot trailer and it will have two private bathroom stalls. So each stall will have its own sink, mirror, toilet which is also very important, and shower. Um, It will have um, two 30-pound propane tanks, um, water heater. It'll have its own uh, two uh, water tanks, if you will, to drain the gray and black water. Um, And so all I need is a water source and some space to hook up. So whether that's a a hydrant or a private water source, um, and then the trailer is pulled by a truck. So, and we just go out for a couple hours, um, you know, nights, weekends, and days, um, various stops where... Our homeless community currently congregate, whether it's a soup kitchen, urban ministry, whatever. Um, and yeah, we just go out and and hang out and hey, sign up to take a shower and let's let's restore some dignity. It's it's, it's for me, dignity is a really it's a very real desire of everyone, regardless of circumstance. And um, that having the access to take a shower is not something that those people should not have. Absolutely, yeah. Brian mentioned it. I think we take so much for granted absolutely a shower is just part of our routine Mm -hmm. but we have access to that right and we think that if there's no access what what does that feel like i know Mm -hmm. i know for a fact probably should say this but i've i've (laughs) been seven days without a shower in fact country yeah camping hiking uh, you know outside of a little stream or something and rinsing myself off and it's and it does something to you Mm -hmm. after a few days not showering i mean there's you're just so refreshed when you get a shower, you know, and if, if you don't ever have that, you never know the feeling That's of what right. feeling clean is. So do you, I know you said you're building out your first trailer, yes. right? So yep. you, I was just curious, like what kind of feedback you're getting, but you probably haven't gotten there yet mm-hmm. to understand how much they really will appreciate it or, you know, I don't know. Tell us. Yeah. So I've, I've gotten um, a fair amount of feedback, which has been really great. And so um, to back up when I, in my total lack of humbleness, being totally transparent about four years ago, when I came up with this idea, I'm like, I bet no one's doing this. (laughs) Well, so I went home that night, Googled and 
The first thing that popped up is an organization called Lava May, which is based in San Francisco. They've been doing this for a couple of years. And so last fall, my mom and I went out. We basically signed up as volunteers, flew across the country. I wanted to see it and feel it and touch it and experience mm-hmm. it. And I left and I was like, done. Like, this is this is happening in Charlotte and I'm going to make it happen. And so we just That's got awesome. back from San Francisco last week. We decided to go back again and spend a bit more in-depth time with the team. And, um, yeah, I mean, to your point about it does something to you and, and feedback, um, the uh, guests that they were serving, uh, some that we recognized from our last visit uh, in September, um, we're super excited to hear that we're moving farther along. And one quote that I specifically remember from a gentleman named Charles was, um, uh, aroma affects morale. And it stuck uh, with me. And I was like, that perfect. is so powerful. That's exactly what I was trying to come up with. Yeah, that's perfect. Aroma <laughs> affects morale. You're and, right. Yeah. And another <laughs> gentleman said that um, he... When he can smell himself, he knows that other people can smell him and he knows that he's offensive and he's humiliated and embarrassed. And then on top of that, he's ignored and, and you know, gets looks and stuff like that. It's just heartbreaking. Like, these are human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, they are. Uh, go ahead. There was, um, there was an article that I read probably about a year ago, and it was, it was, it was kind of like a case study. But uh, they took about four or five homeless people off the street. They took them and did a complete makeover. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this might have been on like Oprah or something, but it was a really, really cool story. And they showed before and after photos and then they brought everybody out and they had conversations with them. And these are five educated human beings, right? Mm-hmm. These are five. Edu- it, they just things happened. It, it didn't you know, go their way. They didn't even have any luck, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. can look around your life. You probably had a little bit of luck that got to you where you are. Hard work. Absolutely. But everybody's got to have a little bit of luck. Some of these things kind of happen to these people. But to yeah. see how they spoke, what they looked like, they were in a suit, was unbelievable. I'm like, any of those guys could walk into an office right now and get an opportunity. You know, it right. might, you know, and, and so this is really neat to see someone doing it in Charlotte because I, I, even when I don't take a shower one day, by like four o'clock, I'm like, I don't know. You're feeling kind of nasty, right? Me too. <laughs> yeah, and Me that's, too. but you just take that for granted. I mean, yeah. I woke up this morning, boom, take a shower. No, and like, it's exactly, you know, and it's for me, and I, I believe for everyone, it's not just about being clean, but it's about feeling clean and what definitely. that means, right? And yeah. so- I know for me, you know, yes, first thing I do in the morning, right? Snuggle my kitty cat a little bit, jump in the shower, and it boosts my confidence. I'm able to look people in the eye. I mean, again, out in San Francisco last week, talking with another gentleman before he got a shower, and we were chatting, and his eye contact was so poor. He got out of the shower, and I kid you not, looking me straight in the eye. It was night and day difference. And I, and I don't know, maybe I was reading too much into it, but I really felt like this man feels like he's probably worth something now. And he mm-hmm. can look me in the eye. He feels good about what he's saying and he has confidence to back that up. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's about health benefits too. Right. And so a sure. lot of our, uh, homeless neighbors will, you know, the emergency rooms can't turn people away for their inability to pay. And a lot of times these people are presenting themselves in the emergency departments for really simple skin infections and things that can be managed better with consistent hygiene practice. Mm -hmm. And so, and who pays for those people if they don't have insurance? Taxpayers do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you really want to think about, this is a real benefit for the, for the entire community. I mean, for me, first and foremost, what's important is that person. Um, But I mean, it's just, it's physical benefits, mental and emotional benefits. It's, It's all there. And I'm really um, impressed that you guys, you and your mom took the time to fly to San Francisco, not once, but twice. Yes. Tell us, what did you learn from some of the challenges there? Because I understand like this, it seems like a simple idea, sure. right? but it's, it's very complex, especially to make it work. It is. Um, so tell me, what have you learned from San Francisco? Have they kind of been your mentor and, and, and 
what are you learning from them from that, that like three years in or whatever they're at? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm learning so much. Their staff has been amazing. They're, um, they've trademarked at sort of a, a phrase called radical hospitality. Um, and that is what they give to their guests. And my mom and I see that both times we've gone. So it's been amazing. But I would say um, a lot of the challenges that they talk about, I sort of foresee happening here in Charlotte because it is um, a really unique idea, right? No one's gone to, to Charlotte Water and said, hey, I, I might need regular access to Hydrant A every Tuesday from 9 to 1. What does that look like? And so um, I think that their, you know, water ac- consistent water access um, from a public hydrant standpoint, I think will be challenging. Um, There's just a lot of red tape and I don't understand all of that. Um, So I'm really looking forward to speaking with Charlotte Water and the city of Charlotte. Um, There's also a concept that um, a lot of people that work in homeless service agencies are aware of. It's it's an acronym, uh, NIMBY, not in my backyard. And so there is, um, I think, a lot of that that I will have to uh, overcome here as well. And so, for example, my trailer is not going to be set up on the corner of Train Tryon, right? That's right, right. sort of the business area of Uptown. And I very much understand that, you know, when people are taking their lunch break, they're not going to want to see a line of people waiting to get a shower and that kind of thing. And so I think that, um, you know, Lava May has experienced that, but because they've been around for a couple of years and I think the community is now seeing the benefit to the service that they're providing, um, that has caused some walls to come down and, you know, partnerships to come out of that. And so... Um, I'm fully prepared for those challenges. Um, and for, I have had a couple of people, I will say, um, ask me straight up, is this even a need? Um, you know, just, and, and surprising, um, the people that I've heard that from, to be quite honest. And, um, my rebuttal to that is, you know, I always say, well, with all due respect, go a week without a shower and then ask me that question again. (laughs) That's exactly what I just said. I mean, mean, it it does something to you. Two Um, days. For sure. You know. And confidence is a huge factor in Absolutely. that, like you mentioned. I mean, um, you need confidence to, to nail that job interview. And that's right. Like you can't walk into an office if you have dirty clothes and you haven't showered in a week. Yeah. Like you're not we live in a society, unfortunately, looks matter. They, they do. I mean so unfortunately, yeah. but that is the way it goes. Mm-hmm. It, I, I've seen it and this I don't know the stats. I'm ignorant to that, but um as we grow as a city, our population, what are we, forty thousand new people a year moving to Charlotte net net uh, or so. And with that number comes more homeless people. I've seen it. Right. I mean, you can see it on the corners that are normally worked by folks looking for money or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this timing seems to be really good on your behalf. And, and as we, you know, all the stats say we'll continue to grow. I would, I would imagine that's going to be even a bigger problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, according to the Mecklenburg County 2017 uh, homelessness point in time count, which is um, they basically pick all large cities. This is a, a requirement of uh, HUD um, have to go out and assess the number of um, chronically home or the homeless that are either in shelters or not in shelters. And so uh, they're still working on their 2018 data. But for 2017, there were approximately 1500 homeless neighbors um, on that given night in January um, here in Charlotte. Um, I'm honestly not sure what they're projecting as far as the numbers, you know, increasing or decreasing. Um, I feel like it's probably safe to say as we grow as a city, I think we, we might, we'll probably see an influx of more. Sure. Um, and of those numbers, about 11% are veterans, um, which is heartbreaking ah, to me. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, don't even get me started on yeah, that. Yeah, we've had a lot of um, veterans on this podcast, actually. Yeah, we, we've yeah. We've learned a lot about, God knows there's so many needs in that department. Exactly. Yeah. So about, yeah, about 11%. There's about 22% that are children. So uh, 17 or under. 
uh, and 44% are women. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, you think about it, um, you know, a lot of people will tell you if they're fleeing a domestic, right, sure. abusive relationship um, and you really don't have anywhere to go. Um, so, and that, that number, that 1,500 are um, people that are either um, staying in shelters like the men's shelter or the Salvation Army Center of Hope, which is the women and children's shelter, living in their cars, living under bridges, um, anywhere that's not considered, you know, um, safe for a human to be sleeping, staying. So, mm-hmm. Wow. And to, to kind of go off of what you just said and, and the differences and, you know, from veterans, children and women, you know, they need to be taken care of Absolutely. and there's a cost associated there. Yep. You have the idea. I feel like you're passionate about it. You can just Thank sense you. it, which is I great. Hope. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I definitely you am. Are. You are. And I, and I really can see five years down the road, this not only being an organization that works, but one that you can pay, can work with other organizations that, can, you know, we can get them, you know, a new suit. We can have companies that would like to kind of maybe create a program where yes. the shower's the first start, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make you look good. Then let's teach you how you can be successful in the society. So I mm-hmm. applaud you for starting at the very beginning because- the hardest thing for people to do is get an opportunity. And if you make them look good, then they're going to have that much of a better opportunity to That's get right. that opportunity, yes. if that makes sense. Yeah, we so definitely feel like showers um, can be a catalyst for change. Yeah. Absolutely. And you touched a little bit on um, partnerships mm-hmm. and collaboration. That is key. I, this Project Outpour will not be successful without that. And so it is one of my goals. For example, um, something that Lava May does is all of their guests, it's a really simple intake form. And so if you if, if a guest, if it's a new guest, it's a couple of questions. What's your name, date of birth, that kind of thing. And I definitely see the value in that. And then communicating with the the HMIS system with within the county to talk about, hey, you know what? Um, John Doe missed his housing appointment with us. Has anyone seen him? Oh, well, let's check with Project Outpour. Oh, yeah, he got a shower last week. Like, this is what he said he's up to or whatever. So being able to, to work with those agencies, because the, the first thing I'm in the business to, of doing is acknowledging existence and creating an opportunity for dignity to be restored and building relationship. But out of that, my hope is that, yes, I'm communicating with these other agencies to eventually get these people off the street and into housing. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And that's a very cool story. And I think you're moving in the right direction. Now, something that, that I'm interested in, and this is just personally, in this day and age, there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of sharing and tweeting and whatever else on social yeah, media. Yep. So you you sense that, you see that. It's exhausting, right, mm-hmm. to a point. It's almost like if you can't agree with or disagree with somebody at all without being deemed something else, what are you – like what, what can I do as somebody and what would you tell the average charlatan to say how can you help, right? Because I feel like this is something that I would be interested in helping. Absolutely. And because it's something that you could do like volunteer one Saturday and go yeah. out and do it. But, but what are some things that like that, that can actually – happen right like I feel like we're all in the stage of pointing the fingers and talking but you're doing something and like Mm -hmm. that is really powerful and that means a lot so what would you tell the the average Joe in Charlotte that might not even know there is a homeless issue like what what do you think we should be doing on a daily basis or how can we volunteer with you I guess I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out what I can do in this in this arena yeah no and I sort of have two answers to that and that's a great question and I appreciate you bringing that up I would say um at the risk of sounding um I don't know what the right word is but I would say the first thing is stop judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really easy for us when we're sitting on a, in our air-conditioned cars, right? It's super hot out right now, to sit on a corner and see someone panhandling. Um, oh, but if I give him, you know, $5, like he's probably going to use it on his habit. Well, you don't know that. And, you know, as someone who's a Christian and, and that really guides 
what I do. Like we are called to love and not judge. That's God's job. That's God's job. And so acknowledge their existence and just make conversation, make eye contact. If you're walking in uptown Charlotte um, and you see someone that appears to be homeless, make eye contact, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you don't want to start with saying hello, say it in your mind and acknowledge them and look them in the eye. Give them a little nod, give them a little smile. That really goes a long way. Um, and then build up from there. Um, so that would sort of be the first thing. I think, awesome. you know, really, I, I would challenge people on an individual level to try and break the own stereotypes that we all have uh, regarding the homeless community. I used to have them. I don't anymore now. Um, and so, and I know it's uncomfortable because when we see someone that has nothing, what that does is it pushes our own privilege in our face and it's uncomfortable. And I get that, right? Because when you meet someone new, one of the first questions you ask, Hey, my name's Lorraine. Oh, I'm, what do I'm, you do? Yeah, what do you do? Mm, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I've, and it, it, it's hard because it's like, it's Oh, what's your favorite color? Yeah. You know, I don't know. And, and, and it's, yeah. you know, and so I get it. It's uncomfortable. And so I would say, you know, I would just, again, encourage people from that mind, like start small. Just recognize that they are no different than we are. They have the same needs and desires. That is a human being. Mm -hmm. And really knew. any of us, you know. Yeah. I never knew that that question even really existed. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm sort of guilty of it too. But when I didn't have an answer for that, when I left our family business and hadn't quite gotten this going yet, that would be the first question everybody that I would meet knew would say, what do you do? And when you don't have an answer to that, it's very awkward. I right. just started saying I'm retired. Right. And then and then they're like, what? You look so young, whatever. And then, you know, I'd say, man, I'm in the middle of transition. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do. Exactly. And but, yeah. but it's so awkward when you don't have an answer. So I've never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. the, and I, I'd be curious, too, like, and, and again, I haven't looked in the stats, but since you're sort of getting in and, and diving into this thing, especially with the San Francisco mental illness. Yes. Um, I mean, there's a big piece of that too with the mm -hmm. homeless community, correct? There so, is. And substance abuse, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there could be something we could say that would maybe trigger some goodness, you know, uh, or even if it's a step further than mm -hmm. eye contact. You Absolutely. Know, and I don't know what that is, but maybe you have some more insight. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's just it's it's crazy how often these people are ignored and you don't realize what they must be going through until they tell you themselves that they appreciate you giving them eye contact. My mom and I um, were walking to lunch in San Francisco last week. We had a short break on one of our volunteer shifts. We passed a gentleman and he, you know, approached us and he was like, Miss, I need some change. He was pointing to this place. He wanted a piece of their fried chicken. And so. Um, I said, look, I don't have any cash, but what do you want? I'll go in there and get it for you. And he said, you are the first person that has stopped in a couple of days and actually looked me in the eye. And it's like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I was like, but you're a human being. And he was like, yeah, but to most people, I'm trash. Like, we've got to stop that. Yeah. These are people. <laughs> you know, so people, I'm like, I get like, scared too. Yeah. Like, just sure, um, is this sure. going to cut me? Is yeah. he going to, like, what, what is he doing? Yeah. You know, some total stranger at your window. Sure. So, like, you, you can understand why the stereotype exists. I can totally understand like, that, yeah. You know, I don't But there's know. the it's, whole, it's, I mean, there's even the whole thing of, like, oh, they're all drunks. And it's like, well, but we're not judging the executive who works at Duke Energy yeah, who right. maybe is a drunk and goes home and doesn't care for his wife and his kids and that's right. puts back a fifth every night. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not <laughs> saying that, I, no, you, know right. what I, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, right. like there is substance abuse everywhere. It doesn't matter how Absolutely. much money you have or how much, discriminate. you know, mental illness yeah. doesn't discriminate. Exactly. And so, interesting. you know, one, a word that comes up and I think in, and I think this is, is just a, 
an overall word is shame, right? Like yeah. people, they're proud of what they do and, and it's, it's a social media world, right? Everybody thinks mm-hmm. they live their Facebook life. They don't, right? That's just 10% of it. But I think the word shame, whether it's you have a family member that's addicted to drugs, you have somebody that's that's homeless, but you also have to realize that the people that are homeless, they feel shame as well for where they're Absolutely. in. But it's not that they don't want to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean- I think my mind's changed just by listening to you. But I think one of the cool things, if we were to walk up to a homeless person, instead of asking them what they do, ask them what their story is. You know, what's your story? Because I promise you, if you talk to somebody and you ask them what their story is and you find one of those 11 veterans, you'll be crying, hugging them too, because the reality or or, or the children or the mom or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But if you ask them what their story is, I think people would be very um, open and, or maybe, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Maybe, uh, it would surprise them mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so well, that's and then And then walls come down, right? right? And then from there you build trust and rapport. And then out yeah. of that comes change, right? When they feel like you can trust it. Because I'm the same way. If I feel like somebody really cares about me and has my best interest at heart and I trust them, right? It's going to, okay, well, how can we work together? This person wants to help me. Sure. Um, rather than judging and finger pointing. So yeah. And your yeah. story about, you know, I don't have cash, but I'll go and buy you the food. My preacher yep. always talked about that. Everyone in Atlanta, my, um, they would say, you know, you would have someone come up and ask you for money all the time. And he said, I never give money, but I will always tell them, what do you need? And if it's food and water, then I will take them to an establishment or I'll walk into establishment and buy them food. Mm-hmm. If they, if they don't want food, and they do want your money for the wrong reasons, they're not going into that restaurant with you and you've already made the right decision, right? So if they do walk into that restaurant, they really do need food. Mm -hmm. Like they really do need your help. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me because there are times when you're just like, you know, I I don't wanna just give money because it might go to the wrong purpose. But if you challenge them to an extent or give them an opportunity like you did and say, hey, would you like to come in while making eye contact? Right. That, that's going to mean the world to that guy mm-hmm. um, and hopefully give him confidence as well in the future. So so good for you. But I, I, we could talk about this for years. Yeah. I want to learn like, let's let's stop talking. Let's start doing right. So the process. <laughs> yeah. Where we're at. When do you think this is going to debut? Tell us a little bit about where you're at in the process and sure. when can we see this on the streets of Charlotte? Yes. And then, oh, I did not forget about your question about how y'all can help me. Yeah, for sure. Right. I'm not, I am shameless about that plug. <laughs> so I'm like, I will ask for anything. We love um, it. Yeah. So currently right now, um, I am in the process of meeting with um, community partners and really just getting the word out like, hey, this is what I want to do. How can we work together? So I've had great conversations with um, Urban Ministry, the city of Charlotte. I'm meeting with Gaston County this afternoon, Cabarrus County next week, Union County. So this sort of just to, to tail dive a little bit, this is not just about Mecklenburg County, but surrounding counties as well and, and serving those in need in those in those communities. Um, so yeah, um, meeting uh, with different agencies, just soup kitchens have been huge. Um, they're great. And so doing that, um, still um, waiting on my 501c3 status. So I'm currently looking into grants that I can apply for. I can't technically apply yet. Um, my 501c3 it's it's amazing how fast the IRS will cash your check, but then it takes like six, seven, eight months to get that letter Very of determination. Familiar. Yeah. I'm like, this is the only time I actually want to get something from the IRS. I'm like checking my mailbox every day incessantly. But um, so, yeah, but currently trying to, to get ahead and, you know, OK, so what grants can I apply for? Um, yeah. And then currently also doing a little bit of fundraising. And by that, I mean, currently we're taking pledges, um, because in good faith, I want people to be able to write off their donations. So, um, so that's been really great as well. Um, we are in the process of working on a, uh, Indiegogo campaign. So one of my board members has his own production company. So, and he does the 48 hour film festival. So 
we were actually on site a couple of days ago um, shooting um, for the video. Awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, so that's sort of where we're, we're at right now. Uh, to answer your question, I would love to be out on the streets February 1. Uh, the heater or the trailer will have heat um, and AC, um, as well as uh, I did customize and there will be speakers so we can play some music. Play some music. So that, yeah, so they can yeah. kind of chill out. And now will you provide so, towels and yeah? All so this we'll provide loads. everything that they need: towels, washcloths, um, yeah, soap, shampoo, conditioner, hair dryers, all of that, uh, razors, toothbrush. The only things that we will collect afterwards, obviously, will be towels and washcloths. Uh, we'll be able to reuse those, and then razors, um, anything that could potentially be used as a weapon. I don't want that responsibility on our hands. So, and you mentioned locations and getting access to water going through the city. Yes. Let's, let's like eliminate that. Is there private companies that can be interested in this and say, Hey, come to my location, come to my, yes on a Sunday when we're not working and we have a whole parking lot and we're right next to a homeless location where maybe they've never done anything, but they say, Hey, pull your thing in there on a Sunday and rock it out. Is that, I mean, is that open? That is definitely a possibility. Um, I, to be honest, I haven't thought about what who those companies would be um, because my and and it does start with you know conversation with those right. companies. I I can already see some of the questions. Yeah, but if you set up shop here on a Sunday, are these people now going to congregate during the week when we don't want them here? When clients are coming in our front doors and our employees and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, we are open. Anybody that would be willing, we need space and water, and that's it. And I mean, I'm even willing to pay for our water usage. It would be interesting if, if maybe you created, and you might have already done this, like a map of the areas that you were interested in putting yes. the location and sending that out and seeing if there were, because I would look at like maybe like a landscaping company, right? That's working. They're, they're not going to mind that if they can, if they have access to water and they're close to one of those facilities, maybe you reach out. I feel like that would be a really cool way to, to kind of skip the the city issue or the county issue by getting access yes. to public water mm-hmm. if you have someone that would donate it. Um, and this is me hypothetically thinking, but if you are a business out there and this is something that you'd be interested in, if you've noticed homeless people around your business, um, like help them out. Like let, if they're going to be there, make them look good. Give them an opportunity. Absolutely. I, I don't see why that wouldn't be a great um, idea. And if totally anybody, agree. Yeah. So churches um, seem like a good. Yeah. yeah churches as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've started having conversations with some of the larger churches in the area as well. Um, primarily those that serve the soup kitchen or have the soup kitchens sure. because our homeless community are showing up anyway. So right. it's like, hey, grab lunch, grab a shower, to, yeah. go on your way. So that's awesome. Yeah. And um, really cool. you had, uh, I think, the question about, you know, what is it that we need right now? And right. so where we are in the obviously money, right? Yeah. Money, money, money. Everybody needs mm-hmm. money. And so um, the, our customized shower trailer is about thirty two thousand. Um, we need about eighteen thousand left. So I'm pretty happy with where wow. we are right now. Yeah, it's been great. So, um, yeah, we need another eighteen thousand to be able to purchase that. Um, and I also need a truck. So when I wrote my business plan and my financial projections for the first three years, I did not include the price of a used pickup truck because I'm believing <laughs> yeah. in faith someone's going to give me one. Huh? So if anyone out there is listening to this and you have a truck, it just needs to be black or white and gently used. Oh, and I say black or white so that we can wrap it with a logo in it. Um, yeah, I need a truck. Have you, as you're wrapping <laughs> I love this. Every, if you like, have a truck, we need a truck. People. I need a, t- I need a truck <laughs> right now. Where's like, Ingram? Just a short drive. drive. And I will say anybody that wants to partner with me, I will throw your logo anywhere. Say you ought to consider if you haven't already, just sponsorship opportunities. Absolutely. Trailer on the truck. Mm -hmm. These things are mobile. Folks want to do good by the community. Mm -hmm. They want to show that their brands involved with good in the community. 
might be a good platform. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And I assume that one trailer is not going to be enough. My So, yes, my vision for this, which is overwhelming when I think about it right now, is that, yes, we've got several serving different counties and we've got sure. a staff and there are people out there doing a gazillion things. But, yeah, for the start, it's just going to be me, myself, and I um, a couple of days a week until I'm able to leave a full-time position and, and pay myself in doing this full-time. So, but, That's awesome. Yeah, so... Yeah, truck and money. Awesome. Well, well, we need a truck and we need money. Bring and then, it. And now we need to know how we can get in contact with you. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, our website is projectoutpour.org. Uh, the wonderful people at Well Run Media have um, put that together for us, and uh, we're super thankful for their help and support. Um, we also, our Instagram and Facebook handles are um, at Project Outpour CLT which stands for CLT for Charlotte. Um, and then you're free, feel free to shoot us an email at hello at projectoutpour.org. Um, yeah, to get in touch. So we will obviously have some volunteer opportunities as we get closer to um, being out on the street. Um, but, you know, right now, obviously, there's not much to do other than to write a big old check. Um, I will say, that, I will say though, um, we, our board right now is five people strong. Um, I'd like to have it, an additional two to uh, four. I'd like to have seven or nine on the board. So if anyone has an interest, you know, if you're an attorney or in banking, like finances, not my wheelhouse. So I will be paying someone to take care of that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if if you are potentially interested in serving on the board, um, you know, I'd love to talk to someone about what they could offer us uh, as well. Very yeah. good. That's well, awesome. Thank you for doing so much good in the community. I'm crazy. I'm like, oh. to give back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm well, doing. I think I'm it's just a one day at a time. Fantastic idea, and, and uh, kudos to you for uh, implementing so it and taking action, as Brian mentioned earlier. That's yeah. we can all sit here and talk about things, but until there's action, nothing happens. So right. Thank yeah. You for and that. I, and you always yeah. need a starting point. Right. And I think you found yeah. it. Yeah. And if if that's the 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 issue, how cool would that be if if ten years down the road? Oh my gosh! I mean, that, that's like I'm that's I'm a I'm a five to ten year thinker anyway. So oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm already imagining a thousand employees. It's a, you know, <laughs> but really the the ultimate goal was that I would go out of business, right? right. That we wouldn't even need exactly. That. Good point. But but yeah. you know, I think um, unfortunately, I I appreciate I tend to be I think more realistic, and I appreciate when cities are like we're going to end homelessness by you know this date. But I think. As, as long as there are people on this earth, I think that that's unfortunately something uh, a society will be, I don't want to say plagued with, but I think that that's just something that's, it's just going to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, awesome. Well, Laureen, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and learn Thanks. a little bit more about the story. And everybody, please check out uh, Project Outpour and, and follow the story and donate. And if you have money or a truck. Are you an attorney? Truck, 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 truck. Is that bad? No, like, that's not bad. Keep asking. No, truck, 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 truck. We all want the truck. There was that song, that shot song, right? By whoever did that. Yeah, we'll just change it to truck, 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 truck. Everybody. Anyway, I'm a dork, I'm a dork. All right. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.